Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business. But how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Podcasting for Educators. I have a quick question for you. Why did you start your podcast in the first place? If you are listening to this show, then I can bet that you want your podcast to be a tool that drives more people to your products or your services. But what if you're seeing growth with your downloads, but not necessarily seeing results? Today, we're going to talk about some reasons why your podcast listeners may not be converting. First, let's remember what your podcast is. It is a lead generation tool, and that means that it's a great way to either bring brand new people into your online universe and into your larger funnel, or it's nurturing people who already knew about you and knew about your business. Sometimes it can be really difficult to figure out or like get a really good grasp on what kind of ROI you're getting from your show, whether or not your listeners are turning into paid customers. And the reason that it can be really difficult is because it's not always a straight line from listener to buyer. You definitely will have listeners, and obviously this is like the ideal situation, you'll have listeners who hear your episode and they hear you talk about something that you're selling, whether that's a product or a service, and they will directly go and buy that thing. Those people 100% exist. I am that person. (laughs) In many instances, I am that person. But then there's other people who need more of that nurturing and they're kind of, you know, taking their time getting to know you through your podcast and your podcast is what leads them to your email list or it's what leads them to your Instagram or to your Facebook group and then they continue to get to know you more. Or maybe they already knew about you. Maybe they've been in your Facebook group for a year now, but then they discover you've also got this podcast and your podcast is kind of that that thing that they needed to get them to go ahead and become a customer of yours. So all of these things, all of these pieces of your marketing for your business work together, and it's not always a line from A to B, okay? So I think that is something to be really aware of. And then the other piece of this is I want you to think about what does conversion mean to you? What does it look like for you? It could be email subscribers, so a listener opting in to a free download that you have, and now they're an email subscriber, and now they're going to get your weekly newsletters, or they're going to be set up in any kind of email sequence that you have that is going to lead to a paid offer. Or maybe conversions to you is taking people from that listener to paid offer or service. It could also be conversions into social media followers. So really get clear on like what your goals are and what that definition of conversion means to you when it comes to your podcast. Now, obviously, we want to see conversions. We want to see that our time and often money that we're putting into our podcast is paying off. It's converting people one way or another, into email subscribers or into paid customers. So if you feel like you're doing 
a really good job of being on top of creating your content for your podcast. You're putting out episodes really consistently. You're doing all of those things. Then let's take a look at some reasons why people might not be converting and what we can do to fix that. And I'll stop here and say that I did an episode just a few weeks prior to this one, episode 61, it's called Five Mistakes That Will Hold You Back from Podcast Growth. That would be another really great episode to check out in conjunction with this one because in that episode, I talk about things that you really should be doing to grow your podcast and to get your show in front of more eyes. But if you're doing all of those things, like I said, let's look at why people might not be converting. The first reason that people might not be converting, and this might seem really obvious, but I think it's important to point out and to think about, is that maybe your offer is not really aligning with your messaging that you are consistently putting out in your podcast because you want to make sure that the content, the things that you're talking about in your episodes are correlated with whatever you're offering people, whether that's a free download or something that's paid. I tend to think about sponsors in this situation, like I, you've probably heard that there are a lot of true crime podcasts that are very popular and they have they tend to have a lot of sponsors. And often, like I'm thinking of the one that I listen to a lot, and one of their ads is for kitty litter. And like that's not going to appeal to everybody in their episodes, and it has definitely absolutely no idea with the topic of their podcast. And then they have a sponsor for like Simply Safe, a home security system, which, yeah, that's genius. That makes perfect sense. I have friends who have actually purchased Simply Safe because they listen to these true crime podcasts and they freak themselves out. And so, yeah, that's like a perfect offer, a perfect sponsor to align with the messaging on your show. Now, I know that that's sponsors and Typically, most of you who are listening are probably using your own products and services as a way to monetize your show, which I definitely think you should be doing, by the way. So just think about if what you're putting out to your audience in terms of opt-ins or paid resources, does it align with the content that you are putting into your episodes? The second reason that people might not be converting to customers is that maybe you're not talking about your offers at all, or you're not talking about them confidently. Basically, if somebody was to stumble upon your podcast and they've listened to a few of your episodes, they should very clearly know that you have a TBT store with paid products in it, or you have a monthly membership, or you have an online course, or you offer one-to-one coaching sessions. Whatever it is, you should be talking about it enough that people know that this is a thing. I've always, I've heard people say, like, if you are promoting something that you're selling, and you feel repetitive and you feel like you are just, it's the only thing that you talk about, then that's probably a good indication that you're doing a good job of consistently talking about your offers. Now, I'm not saying that that should be your whole episode by any means because that's the other problem that happens here is a lot of people are either like not talking about their offers at all or they're talking about it too much that people get sick of it and they feel like the majority of the episode is just selling, and nobody wants that. I like to go by the 90-10 rule. So if you're following this rule, then like on average, you are providing 
valuable or entertaining, whatever kind of, depending on what kind of podcast you have, but you're providing this valuable content for 90% of your episode and 10% of your episode, you talk about your offers. People who are listening, they know by now that you're putting a lot of time into your podcast and often money as well. And so it is expected for you to talk about something that you are selling. That's expected. And you need to be doing that if you are expecting to convert people into customers. But it's finding that balance of too much selling and not enough. So try out that 90-10 rule so you think about if your episode is 10 minutes long, you're providing nine minutes of valuable content, you're talking about your offer for one minute. And then, of course, you're doing that on an ongoing basis. So you're not just talking about your monthly membership on one episode, one time. You're going to consistently talk about it from episode to episode. All right, podcasters, you know how many details come with producing just a single episode. And using the right tools is the key to creating high-quality episodes in the most efficient way possible. One of my absolute favorite tools I use is Zencaster. I have tried so many different platforms for recording my guest interviews, and Zencaster is the one I've stuck with for so many reasons. It always gives me the highest quality audio because there is nothing worse than recording an episode that you can't use because of bad quality. It's so easy for you and your guests, even the not-so-tech-savvy ones. All they have to do is click a link, and we start recording. Boom. Done. Plus, the video is crystal clear so you can repurpose your solo and your guest episodes on social media and on YouTube. Oh, and it gives you a transcript of your episodes. You can go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS for 30% off. That's educators, all lowercase letters. The link will also be in the show notes. Let's talk about email opt-ins for a minute. One thing that sometimes I see people doing is they just have too many opt-ins. I think it's way more effective to have like one to three solid, absolutely amazing evergreen opt-ins or lead magnets, whatever you want to call them, that you can consistently promote in your podcast versus having like 20 different opt-ins that you sprinkle into various episodes. Because if you can just focus on just a couple of great opt-ins, then you can talk about them more. And I know I say this all the time, but people need to hear about these things many, many times often before they take action. So focus on a few good lead magnets that you can consistently promote in your episodes. It could even be like if you have your most popular lead magnet, that could be something that you have in the intro of your podcast or in the outro of your podcast or that you create a 30-second ad for. Your ads don't just have to be for paid offers. If you're focusing on building up your email list and then selling through your email list, then your focus for your podcast really needs to be making people aware of this lead magnet and getting them to convert to an email subscriber. 
Okay. Another reason why your listeners might not be converting is that when you are promoting, whether it be a lead magnet or a paid resource or an online course, whatever it is, you are not sharing the outcome or the solution that somebody is going to gain from signing up for or from buying the thing, whatever it is that you're talking about. Instead, you might just be And goodness gracious, I have been so guilty of this as well. And this is something I always try to remember is, especially if we have like, whether it's a digital resource or I think this happens a lot with online courses, we tend to just list off everything that's included in that product versus sharing the solution that your listeners are going to gain from getting that thing. So, for example, say that you had an online course about improving communication that you have with the parents of your students. Instead of going through every module and saying, in module one, I'm going to go over this and you're going to get a workbook and you're going to get templates of emails that you can send to parents and you're going to get whatever it is, instead of like listing all of these things out, focus on the outcome. This course is going to make you more confident in your parent communication, and it's going to ensure that you and your parents of your students are going to be on the same page throughout the entire school year. As with many of the examples that I (laughs) make up in this podcast, I tend to do it on the whim. So hopefully that gives you a good idea of how you can focus on the outcome versus listing everything that's included. Same thing goes for like if you have a TPT store and you're promoting a TPT resource, maybe classroom library labels. Instead of saying, you're going to get 100 editable labels for your classroom library that come in this color and this design and yada, 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 you could say, my classroom library set will allow you to Organize your classroom library quickly and in a way that is manageable for both you and your students. Okay, the last thing I want to touch on is, and I think this is something that we have all done at one point or another, is that you might be giving too many CTAs or calls to action in your episodes. Because what happens is when we have a ton of CTAs in a single episode, it's just going to, instead of getting people to take action, it's going to do the opposite. It's going to confuse. So for any call to action that will lead to some sort of conversion, so an email subscriber or a paid customer, keep it, try (laughs) to keep it to one call to action per episode or at least like per segment of your episode. And what I mean by that is... It's okay if maybe you have, like I do this, I do this for sure. If you have a monthly membership that maybe you run an ad for either at the beginning of your episode or the middle of your episode, but then you want to have a separate CTA like at the end of your episode to say, hey, I have this new freebie that's going to help you more with what we talked about in this episode. You can download it at blah, blah, blah. So I think that's okay to kind of have those separate CTAs as long as they are separated throughout the episode. I wouldn't do more than, you know, two to three, but try to make those CTAs really, really clear. And especially if you are doing a live launch, if your CTA 
for a group of episodes is to get people to watch your webinar or to just go ahead and sign up, go straight to the sales page to sign up for whatever it is. I would, for those episodes, for live launch episodes, I would just stick to one CTA, done, not not mixing in anything else for those episodes. And then because remember, you can always have other links in your show notes and in your episode descriptions, and, and that's fine. But when you're actually giving that CTA in your episodes, try and simplify it so that people know exactly what you want them to do when they're done listening. And then kind of along those same lines, when you're actually giving people that CTA of going to download your lead magnet or going to check out your sales page or going to watch your webinar. A good way that you can make that very clear is to use something like Pretty Links or in Squarespace, it's called URL mapping, but creating a nice, clean link for your sales page or for your landing page, whatever it is, so that people can hear that very clearly and they can go and do that thing or they can very easily recognize it in your show notes. So for example, for my most popular lead magnet, which is my free launch guide. The link there is podcastingforeducators.com slash launch guide. Even if you are hosting a webinar on, because chances are if you're hosting a webinar, it's going to be on another platform different from your website. So you can still take, it doesn't have to be a link from your website. If you have a webinar, you can take that link and you can make a pretty link for it so that you can easily say your website domain com. So mine could be podcastingforeducators.com slash webinar. Make it really easy. Make it really, really clear. And those links just look nicer. We don't want to be spelling out a million <laughs> letters, okay? So if you've never tried Pretty Links or something similar, there are some other options out there. I really highly recommend giving it a shot. And depending on which platform you're on, like Pretty Links, you can then track how many clicks you're getting through those links. Okay, so to kind of recap what I've said here, some reasons that maybe your listeners aren't converting could be that your offer doesn't align with your overall messaging, you aren't talking about your offers enough or confidently, or you're talking about them too much. Remember that 90-10 rule. You could have too many email opt-ins that you are promoting. Stick with one to three evergreen opt-ins that you can consistently promote. You're not sharing the outcome or solution that your listeners will gain from signing up or from buying whatever it is that you're promoting. And you're giving too many CTAs in a single episode. Now, if you don't have any official paid offers yet, then I would focus on building your email list. So if you are somebody who's kind of in the very beginning stages of your business and you are just starting your email list, then I would focus on creating one or two really great lead magnets that you can be really pushing in your podcast to build up that email list so that when it comes time, when you do have something to sell, you'll have that list that email list. And that is absolute gold when you are launching anything. Okay. So what I would love for you to do after listening to this is to start implementing one of these suggestions. Start mapping out your CTAs ahead of time when you're actually outlining your episode or start creating pretty links for the things that you're promoting. 
And this all goes back to being really, really intentional about your planning, planning out your content ahead of time. Don't have to record things ahead of time, but plan things out ahead of time so that you can be really intentional of what you want to focus on in each episode and what your goal is when it comes to converting people to email subscribers or to paid customers. All right, guys, if this episode has been helpful for you in any way, I would love it if you could share it with a friend who might also find it helpful. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to build more awareness around this show. So thank you if you are doing that. And I'll catch you here next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.